This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Election Day was not the big night Republicans were hoping for, and Democrats still have a shot at holding on to slim majorities in both chambers. Neither party has won the necessary 218 seats in the House or 50 seats in the Senate. Votes across the country are still being tallied, with special attention being paid to Senate races in Arizona and Nevada. The outcome of those races could determine whether or not the December runoff election for Georgia's Senate seat will determine the chamber's majority. Phil Brasher has a close look at where things stand in key ag races across the country in his coverage on agripulse.com. Discussion is already underway about what the results will mean for farm policy. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Ag policy leaders say there will be educational barriers to overcome to pass the next farm bill, but the narrow majority in the House will push lawmakers to work across the aisle to get it done. Speaking on an AgriPulse webinar, former North Dakota Senator Heidi Heidkamp said if the Republicans take over the majority in the House, there will be more of an incentive to pass a farm bill before the 2024 election. I think that a very narrow House majority is going to lead to the House being much more willing to compromise. Now, whether the hardliners are going to say hell no to everything, that's going to stall out a farm bill, which in fact is not a good political outcome for 2024. Michael Torrey with the Torrey Advisory Group also spoke on the webinar and says the midterm elections will bring in many new faces who lack Farm Bill experience. And for all of us, that means that a lot of time is going to be spent on blocking and tackling and bringing a lot of new faces um, up to speed. And you know how when folks come to town and they always have um, new ideas that have been around for a while. And there's no doubt in my mind that in the next uh, 24 months, we're going to be dealing with a lot of those as well. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. With Election Day having come and gone, attention now shifts to the lame duck session in Washington. Congress returns to Capitol Hill next week with a long list of items on the agenda. Government funding and avoiding a shutdown will be top of mind for lawmakers, but other policy issues will be pushed as lawmakers look to take advantage of the action in one chamber to try and encourage action in another. Many in agriculture hope labor will be part of that conversation. Stephanie Katzman with Katzman Produce says labor challenges are impacting many different facets of agriculture. And that includes the consumer shopping in stores. Without access to reliable labor, farmers are forced to leave behind product in the fields, resulting in less supply, higher prices, and an increase in food waste. Some farmers are forced to plant less in anticipation of not having the labor to harvest, which also decreases supply and increased costs. The labor situation has become such a problem and such a big uncertainty that some farmers cannot afford to take the risk and are looking to get out of the industry altogether. The House has already passed the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which addresses many farm group concerns about the issue. But the legislation still lacks the backing of the American Farm Bureau Federation, which will cause a major roadblock to Senate consideration. In other news, there won't be a rail shutdown before Thanksgiving. Negotiators today announced an agreement to extend a cooling-off period through December 4th to allow talks between the rail industry and workers opposed to a previously finalized deal rejected by two unions. Farm groups have asked Congress to be ready to step in to prevent a strike, which the rail industry estimates would cost the economy $2 billion per day. 
USDA reports out today raised the average corn yield to 172.3 bushels per acre and total production to 13.9 billion bushels. Soybean yield was raised to 50.2 bushels per acre on average for a total of 4.35 billion bushels. All figures are slightly higher than last month's report, but lower than the figures of a year ago. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. We all depend on the success of American agriculture, so it's important for America's farmers and ranchers to be supported by strong farm programs as they face down weather disasters, high supply costs, and inflationary pressures. Learn more at fb.org slash farmbill. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.